everything's looking good. We look great on screen. Five, four, three, two, and one. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Top Shelfers Podcast. Today, we have two sponsors. I know for you longtime listeners, it's probably exciting to hear that we got our first one. Guess what? Now we got our second one. Um, so we're sponsored by Hepius and Dark Prime Collections. Now, Hepius is the number one place to go for premium CBD that won't break the bank. It's locally owned and sourced here in Utah, and it is safe for work, meaning there's no THC. They do have something for everyone. I personally am using their number two broad spectrum. Um, I just I love how it makes me feel. It gives me some energy, relaxes my body. It's great for um, daily use. Um, if you're interested, head over to HeppiusMed.com. That is H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. And then Dark Prime Collections up in Clearfield. Listen, if you are interested in anything in the nerdum world, Dark Prime Collections has something for you from Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, um, Legos, Star Wars. I mean, and that's just the tip of the iceberg for what they have to offer. Um, you can head over to their website, darkprimecollectibles.com, and they do have an eBay store where you can look at their inventory and purchase online. Thank you to Hepius and Dark Prime Collectibles. Now, to introduce my guest today, um, I'm super excited. We have met, I've known you for about three, four weeks now. We met through Connect Utah, um, and you have just recently been on a very popular Netflix documentary, Murder Among the Mormons. And I'm excited to have you on because I want to hear the stories of what happened after, how you got to the point where you can, you know, heal, how you healed, how you're able to get to a point where you can progress your life. And then not only that, but you are a business owner now. And that's Dory Olds, everyone, who, if you aren't familiar, you should be by now. <laughs> so, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. This is very exciting. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that aside from the, cause I mean, I've been going over to your place of business and, you know, we've been discussing different things, but it, it truly has been inspiring for me just because like, you know, once I got to know the story, right. And to see how you are still pushing to, you know, you own your own business, the school of creation, you have clientele and you're working super hard to still reach your dreams. I mean, I think that's, I think that can help so many people when they hear that side of things, not just what they hear on like a Netflix documentary. Well, and that's true. In my age, I have a lot of friends, I'm 62. And so I have a lot of people who have worked all their life and ready to retire. And they're wanting to know when I'm retiring and I don't want to retire. I have, I felt like I'm just getting started. I, uh, I didn't get into the, into my own business, business world um, until I was 40. So I haven't done the 40 years like some have when they started earlier. But yeah, I have passion. I'm excited about it. I'm not ready to say I'm done. I want, I have a lot more to learn and a lot more to be helping people. And I'm just ready to go. I mean, I think that's amazing too, just because, you know, there, I think that age is an interesting thing when people start talking about retirement and what they want to do and different things like that. And, you know, aside from people who have tons and tons and tons of money, you know, you hear a lot of people who end up retiring and they get, they're not necessarily happy anymore because they're not pushing for 
you know, either helping other individuals or they're not happy just kind of sitting around hanging out. So I, I like the fact that you do want to keep continuing. You do want to push and, you know, make the next big dreams happen. You know, I, I really don't think that there should be a limit on age. Like if you have peers who are retiring, that's fine. But if you still feel like there's a lot for you that you want to accomplish, why stop? Yeah, why stop? And there are a number of baby boomers, and I'm on the very tail end of that, who have done a business, did what they were supposed to do and supported their family and got their retirement. But now that they have that retirement that they can relax into or support them, then they're starting their own business too. So there's a whole, there are, is that whole group that starting what they, what they really like, what they found they really, there is their passion now and they start again. So maybe I'm in that way. I'm part of that group, but uh I know there are people that are in that connected to a group that have done that, that are starting a new business after retiring from, from the old one. And so, yeah, it's like, I think that uh, the age I am is a very exciting age. I think so too. <laughs> well, and I, I think it's important too, to have individuals like you who are still like you're, you're getting into social media, right? You have a Twitter, you have an Instagram, you have Facebook, you know, and interacting Cause like my generation, right? I'm 26 for those of you who um, are listening. It's important to have individuals who are at that age of retirement to learn from, to be like, Hey, what is it that you did to get to this point? And what, what, what advice would you give us younger folk that, you know, to, to be the happiest possible, you know, cause it, the only way, the only way we're going to know those answers is if we talk to people who are and, I know that like kind of the older, like the, the baby boomer generation, a lot of them are getting onto social media, but there's still a large percentage who don't, or if they do, it's just kind of like, Hey, I have my family and a couple friends. They don't have like this bigger reach. And I think that's kind of a shame because I would love to be able to hear all the different experiences there are because who knows, maybe someone can give me that advice and it will completely change my trajectory in life. Well, I think that's true. We're, we don't really know what we can offer. We don't know where, where we're making a difference with people. And I think that's true. It's like all ages, there's all ages that help each other. I know you you have a much more experience with all the media. And so you're helping me to be able to understand that and how, what to do and how to do it and in that professional way. But that is true. It's like, we all, we all are here to help each other and it's hard to know. But I listened to your comment about the older generation helping you now and there's a lot of things right now where that what what worked for that older generation isn't going to work for you because the you know the way the 401ks and you used to be that you'd have one job and you'd have that job for your whole life and then retire and and that still does happen with people but a lot of times now you're changing jobs or then the whole financial thing with 401 that's a whole different thing and i think there's a lot of a lot of uh new stuff that the old old solutions aren't going to be there right i think we're in a new world of finding our way together you know so i i definitely agree with you and i think it's only going to get more confusing and convoluted as time goes on and i you know i i'm fearful of things like you know they've already saying that like when i get of retirement age there won't be like social security or different things like that so you know, what steps should I be taking now to, you know, plan for that? And then, you know, who knows with all the stocks and different things like that. But I, I agree with you. I think it's just finding that balance of like where everyone can co-mingle and just try and uprise everyone instead of, you know, the opposite. Because, I mean, we do see that a lot. And 
that it really bums me out. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go off topic here because when you look at that, um, it's like what the fearful, like what if social security isn't there? What if these bases aren't going to be there? What am I going to do? And what you do is use that law of attraction. That's what you do. And you create your own economy. You create what you want. And as you start, as you put out there, and this is what I'm, I have done, but I'm learning how to do it still. You put out, what is the picture of what you want? And you start and you act, you have the feeling and act as if it's that way. And so, you know, physically it's not there in your physical world, but you have the feelings, you're grateful. You, you act as if, wow, I'm just so happy that this is here now. And that be, that gets you on the frequency that that will actually manifest for you. And so if you're in the fear of things, you're going to have what you feared. It's, you're going to attract what you fear. But if you are in the, and if you really get clear about what you want, like how much money do you want or how you want it to be? And it may not be exact because our world is, is you know, it's, it, there's a lot of things that are changing, yet you would have the security. You would have the, um, the base that you want without, it may not be in the same form as you're looking right now with, with what's in place, but it, you would still have it. And that's how you do that is you use that, you use the secret, you use the law of attraction, and those are the things that I actually work with in, the, in that um, in the school of creation, because that is the creation process. It isn't going linear. Okay, I need to, and, it, and um, when I say that it isn't going linear, but there might, there are linear places, but you, you have to listen inside and say, okay, for today, today in this moment, what is it I need to be doing? Do I need to be getting life insurance? Do I need to be buying a house and putting in work? Do I need to be not doing those things? Um, and so you, each individual has to find that way for themselves. And I can't tell you, I can't, sometimes I get intuition for people, yet it's not my job. It's my job to help them get their answers. It's my job, if I was working with you in this way, to help you get your answers. It's not my job to have the answers for you. I, my job is to have the answers for me. But you can get, it's like getting that vision of, yeah, you know what, I will, I'm going to, here's what I want, I'm going to have it because I've decided I'm going to have it and I'm going to be putting energy in that every single day. And by the time you want it to be there, it will be there. That's how this works. And that is creation. It, it isn't necessarily walking that linear line, but it's a combination of both. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I, I think that, you know, we, in America, right, for a long time, I think there was that linear path that a lot of people followed because it was told, like, this will bring us happiness, right? It was like yeah. high school, college, house, car, wife, family, boom, now we're there. And I think that mm -hmm. for a lot of people, that still is the case, right? And I, I imagine there's tons of happiness in following that. But we're also starting to see, I think probably due to social media, a lot of people who are like, well, that's just not for me. That 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 doesn't sound like happiness to me so it's also trying to help all these other individuals now who are like well if i can't follow that path like what is the happiness and like you said it's you got to find it you got to start doing the law of attraction you got to figure out what is going like what you desire the most and i think people are still struggling to be like okay well i don't know what do i desire it, it really is true then that is that right there's one of the trickiest questions to know what you want what do I desire? And you have to really play with it. It's like going to a, you go to a, um, a store, a clothing store, 
and you try on all these different kind of clothes and you look in front of the mirror and try this coat on. This coat is long, this one is short, this one is more tailored, this one isn't. You start trying on these different coats and you, you see which one you like and maybe later you, would, you wouldn't, but right in this moment, which one do you like? And that's kind of what it's like. You start with what you like right now and it, you, it can change and you can change with it and make changes with your plan. But yet, what do you like right now? And sometimes you have to try it on, walk around in it and see how it feels, then you get to know. And uh, in my situation, um, I was 28 years old where that base was totally removed. That linear path hasn't really been, been the, the way that would work for me. So I've had to go a different way. And, and so this is, it's like, it depends on the person and what, how they can do it. But I, for me, the law of attraction is exactly the way I need to go because I'm not on the, the path for for that the way that was because I was left with a lot of debt I lost my house there's things that happened that that base was totally gone and that does happen with and that's happened with a lot of people right. this and this is the way to bring that back is through that law of, law of attraction well and I really really like your trying clothes on analogy because um, I, <laughs> I always tell people too on you know when they're you know when they're trying to find their happiness I'm like you have to remember you know when I was 18 what I thought would make me happy didn't make me happy when I was 20 and that didn't make me happy when I was 22 and so on and so forth. So it's like, it is an ever evolving thing. And I just think the more in tune you are with yourself and the more in tune with your happiness, then maybe, maybe you might be able to find that like that genuine, like perfect situation. But I think it's rare. I, I don't know if you'd agree with me, but I think it's rare for people to find that perfect scenario. I think it's always ever evolving. It's, I think, it, yeah, I agree. It's always ever evolving. And you have to look at happiness, peace, joy. It's like, what, what are those different feelings? And when do I feel that? And sometimes I have been in situations where I really haven't felt very happy, but I felt peace. Mm -hmm. And I know that I would be happy in a minute. <laughs> I'm not right now. Right. Or I know I'm working with someone in a session. There's a real joy with me in in just having that person leave different than when they came in they're feeling better they're more empowered there there's that joy within me that i love that that helping people and uh and knowing i do that it brings that in and but that is a little different feeling than than a happiness and it's it, re, it it really is checking in with uh with what's going on and i have a friend who would ask me every day well what's the weather today and she wouldn't she wasn't talking about the outside weather. She was talking about the inside weather. Right. And her asking that question every day made me, I needed to answer. And so I had to know myself. And so I'd have to start checking in and, and I'd have to, and I started finding myself, am I happy today? Or what's, why, if I'm not, why not? What's going on? What's causing distress? What's causing the partly cloudy? What's causing the thunderstorm? And I started, I really started paying attention to that. And I think that's a really good, one good way to know what brings you happiness is to finding out where you're not happy or what, what is that internal weather? What is it that's happening for you? And, uh, and noticing what, what, what's, what's creating that inside of you. Right. I, I'm curious in your professional opinion, do you see a lot of similar things? Like when people start like digging deeper and they're like, well, okay, well maybe this isn't what makes me happy. Do you see a lot of similar things? Like, is it, is it family? Is it health? Is it wealth? Is it a, a mixture of all that? Or is it usually super unique per person? Cause I'm kind of curious. Cause like when I talk to people I know who, you know, generally say like, I'm not happy. Well, what's the source? It seems to be like 
toxic family or friends, right? Or, you know, they don't feel healthy or they don't feel like they are attractive or their money is struggling. So I'm curious to, in, with your professional opinion, if, you, if a lot of it is those core values or if it usually ends up being something more specific. There's a, there is a lot of repetition. It's like we are a lot, all of us very similar. There's some core, some core um, feelings, some some core areas that come up all the time that I will specifically look at each with each client. Um, and if you look, if it's like when we have a base, when we have our needs met, that there is there is a very a secure. There's a feeling of security. There is a feeling of there is a feeling of peace when we know I'm going to pay, I'm going to have my bills go out and they're all going to get paid. I'm going to, I'm going to have my house next month. I'm going to be in this space. There is, there is a base with that, but if you don't have that, if you're feeling that there's that much insecurity in your life where you're wondering, am I going to make it to the end of the month, which I know that place very well. I know that, that it does um, affect, it does affect and it does, um, it makes it a little more difficult. And yet sometimes when we, when we have something that's all that's taken care of and and then we find ourselves we can still be unhappy for other reasons so it happiness is a really interesting place I, you know and that's the thing is like i wonder <clears throat> i wonder if there is a point in time where someone or if there are people who are genuinely always just happy i know that sounds super simple at its core but is that possible to get to because i i've know a lot of people who are very very happy with their life and very you know all their things are taken care of they got the money they got the health they got the wealth they got all those core values you know there's food on the table always but is it possible like i still feel like there's got to be days where things just don't align properly and you know it's one of those things i wonder if everyone those individuals who have really bad days or excuse me are usually always having really good days if those bad days are super tough for them because they're more rare where if individuals kind of are on that normal like yeah my days are decent when they have really good days it's like yeah they're good but when they have really bad days it isn't as impactful well it, that that really does depend on the person i mean that would depend on the person i know for me i have decided to be happy and when I'm feeling crappy, I just, I really don't like those lower frequencies. I've, I've gotten through the, my practice and through my work and through all that I've gone through, I've gone through some real lower, some real lower um, energies and, and I don't like being in those. And the best way is to be grateful. And so maybe not focusing on being happy, but just being grateful. And if I, am, I do grateful exercises every day, gratitude exercises every day, and I'll look, I'll be kind of grumpy or I'll feel this. And I think I don't want to be in this every day or all day long. One, I know that that, that, that frequency is going to take me away from what I'm, what I'm wanting through the law of attraction. I need to be in gratitude. I need to be on the frequency of attraction or I'm going to attract what I don't want. And I've already had, I've had enough of what I don't want in my life. <laughs> really, truly, honestly. And so for me, it isn't, it isn't saying, okay, I'm going to be happy today. It's my starting to say, I am grateful. And sometimes I've had to just say it and say it and I don't feel it yet. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. I don't feel it yet. And finally, after like two hours, I find myself, it starts opening up and I'm grateful. And I just find the smallest thing to the biggest thing, whatever that is. And that is where 
my source of happiness, the pathway to that is through gratitude. Because when I start feeling gratitude, then suddenly it's like, it's like that you'll be outside and it's cloudy and then suddenly the, the cloud moves and there's sunshine. That's how fast it can be when that just clicks. And I can find that gratitude, even though the situation hasn't changed that I may have been grumpy about, but I all of a sudden I'm in a different mindset. All of a sudden I'm in a different feeling. And that I have to work at like at that sometimes. It isn't, it isn't all automatic. It isn't that, oh, I'm just happy every day and just happens. I have to work at it. And um, I was listening to a person on <clears throat> YouTube of a person, a, a business person the other day, and he was saying that he doesn't, when he wakes up um, in that kind of lethargy or not that excited about the day, he he has certain music he plays. And he starts playing that music and he starts dancing around. Then he gets him up and ready. And then he can do his work because there is a mindset of doing work. There is a mindset of feeling happy and being on the phone with people and helping them get excited about, about what you're doing. And you have to be able to be do that. And if you have an off day and that off day, you've waste, you've had that a wasted day. Right. And because you couldn't get on task or you didn't get everything done. And I've had those days where it's like, okay, I didn't get anything done. Now I got a tomorrow to get everything done. I didn't get done today. And really it was a wasted day. And uh, being able to know how to do that for yourself, to get onto that gratitude path and get yourself to where you are feeling happy. And uh, it, uh, I, I've had people tell me, I, I am so glad I don't have your life. I'm so glad I live the way you live. I'm so glad all these lists of things. And they say, you know what? I'm happy. I am very grateful. I think my life is exciting. I have things to look forward to every day. And to other people, they're like, why can you even smile? Because your life is, I don't want your life. Well, that's fine. That's your life. And I have mine. And, but I, I am happy and I, I am grateful. And that makes a huge, that makes, that makes the whole difference in the whole world. Because I know what I'm grateful for. Right. I mean, that that at its core, what you just said, I mean, not only is that super important, but super inspirational. You know, I mean, to be able to find that happiness in the darkness, right, is I'm sure took years and years and years and years and years and years, you know, to to figure out what is it like, what am I thankful for? What what makes me smile? But I people need to realize that it can happen. And I, I think the gratitude is so important. I actually got challenged recently by one of my mentors to start doing daily positive affirmations and a gratitude journal. And uh, I can't explain how impactful it's been. Because you realize, like, I think we take for granted a lot of the time how how much good goes on in your life that you just don't want to see. You know, like you said, like, a cloudy day turns into a sunny day. We just kind of, a lot of people just kind of ignore it. But the reality is like, it's pretty amazing, you know? And the fact that we can, we live in a society where we get to talk to individuals that go through, you know, that we would normally never interact with. Like, I don't think I would have ever crossed paths with you if it wasn't for the time that we live in now. You know, you live 20, 30 minutes away from me and I don't venture down there. I don't know how often you get up to my area, but the odds of us interacting would have been pretty small. And I'm super thankful for that, too. And I think people just because of how fast paced and crazy and, you know, the next big thing and all these exciting things go on, like house on the hill type of style. I think they forget, like, how amazing just the small little things are. 
Yeah, I agree with you. And that's one of the things to look at. But you look at this, I mean, how people say how terrible, you know, oh, terrible 2020, I want it to be gone. Oh, it's a horrible, terrible, horrendous year. I mean, I started a business in the middle of all of that. And yet we would not, you and I wouldn't have met if we weren't doing meetings on Zoom. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't, you would probably wouldn't have come down to do the selling meeting. That's the one I would have been on. Yeah. And, uh, and even if maybe one day I was there and you weren't there and then we didn't, we would have missed each other. But the fact of the Zoom and how, how that's taken off and how people around the world can um, participate. And I was in a, I was in a, uh, a retreat, a, an event where normally that this presenter would do 1200 people in, in California in person. They had, she had to rent a big space and, and it was, I don't know how much it cost, but it was a lot of money, more than what was being charged for the Zoom. And she just, she had to, she did a Zoom event because all of these people that were making lots of money doing all of this and because they're good and they're, they are helping people, but they're making lots of money. They had to figure out how do I keep this income coming and how do I keep doing this? How do I keep helping people? And so when Zoom came along, the event I attended had over 7,000 people there. Wow. I mean, that is a lot. And she announced that they have an event in October that I don't know, maybe it was planned ahead or how long ahead it was planned. And she's, that's my last one. And I can see why 1,200 to 7,000, you're not, you're, you have a much bigger impact on Zoom. I mean, and if you have the, a way to have that many, and many participants and I loved it. I, we had breakout rooms and we had to answer questions and, and there were people that didn't choose not to do that. And suddenly they're, they turn their mic off and they're hit the closer camera and they're in the group, but they're not participating. That's their choice. And maybe that's where they weren't able to do that. They weren't in a place to share. Maybe they needed to just do answer those questions for themselves. And, and so that's okay. But the ones that I have, I know people now that I'm now Facebook print that were in that group that were, or from around the world, you know, because I participated in that. I would never have met that. Right. And they're awesome. They're awesome people. And I'm really glad I know them now. And we can talk about our goals and what we learned there. And are we still, you know, where are our obstacles? And with people that, you know, I, I never, never would have met them. I, I think 2020 is the perfect year to try and practice gratitude. Because, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it definitely is one of those things where, times were looking bleak i mean i i'll be honest with you i had that day where i was like man if this like is as scary as it's portrayed like i need to go get i i went i ran to the store i got food canned food water all the whole nine because i was like i don't know like this is scary and you know i think for a lot of individuals it's had a huge impact but you know if if you can try and find a way to be you know thankful for 2020 even through all the craziness and you know granted right like how many people lost family members you know how many people lost jobs and everything it's it's tragic it's very very difficult but 2020 is one of those things is not only as individuals but as society we need to heal we need to heal from it and you know i think gratitude is a first step towards trying to find that healing it is a first step and the next and and another step i don't know if it's the what number of step it would be it's learning how to know because we can go inside. We can ask inside as we practice and get that, get that, um, that, that tool practice because you riding a bike, you didn't get on a bike and ride it the first time. I know I fell a few times. I didn't tie my shoe the first time. I didn't walk down the, the hall the first time I fell. You know, we have to practice, but as we practice, we can 
you check in and you ask, do I need to do this? Where do I need to go? What is it that, what is it I need to do here? Do I need to go get the vaccine? Do I need to go get uh, the, some vitamin C? Do I need to go buy, buy um, all this food? And when I, when I was, when that was happening, that kind of that frenzy and I checked in and said, what do I need to get? Do I, what do I need? And it was like, nothing, you're fine. You have a few things here, that's gonna be enough. And so I didn't go out in that frenzy. I wasn't worried. I had that feeling inside. I have what I need. I'm fine. There's nothing, nothing's gonna happen here. And, and that place right there, it, it, when we can do that for ourselves, then that fear leaves, then, that, then we listen to something that someone else says and say, okay, is this, does this apply to me? Is this something I need to, to be concerned about? Now, if you're concerned about it, you take action and then you, so that you prepare for it, but there's, there's no place that you go to fear. Okay, this is coming. I need to do certain things, okay. And then I do them and then I'm fine. Right. And if it means leave your house, like take the fires coming, I need to leave my house. Or if it's no, I'm gonna, this is on the news, but I'm gonna be fine. And uh, like that is the place where we need to get to because otherwise you're, you are having someone else tell you how to live your life, someone else tell you what you need to do. And those other people don't know you. They don't know what you need. They don't know that. And uh, I mean, I've had, I have had multiple times when I've had that. I've had, I've been told that. It's like, don't go down this way or don't stay with these people or you need to go home now. I've had those things that have been told to me inside and I don't know all the reasons why but I've listened to that. And I think that's the part that a lot of people still need to learn that they have that, 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 air, that place within them will keep them safe. And that's partly what I do is helping, helping my clients, helping people get in touch with that because I don't have your answers. My job is to help you find your own answers. And if I had your answers, I'd be the guru you'd have to come to me every time you had a question, you'd have to come to me and then you pay me and then I have to tell you the answer. It's like, that's, that's uh, imprisonment. That's <laughs> I mean, and hoping that I, that I'm going to tell you the truth or hoping that I have the, that the answer I tell you will be right. That is not um, sovereignty. You know, that's, that's, it. that's depending on another person. You don't want that. You want to be able to know for yourself. I've had times when I've walked in a house that, I was looking at to rent and immediately knew, okay, this is the place I need to move into. I know this is the right place. Now, what do I need to do to do this? What are the steps I have to take? And some of those are linear and some of those aren't. Um, and other times going to a place like, no, this isn't, this isn't the right place. I'm doing that right now. I'm in a process of finding office space, going in and saying, is this right? Is this not? I know one place I went the other day, it's like, no, this isn't going to work. This is not the right place for me. And it's, Partly you're looking at the physical, but partly it's the energy. And right. I, because I've practiced that area, I know, and I trust myself. And that's the thing that, that in that past life during those, that marriage and those events, I wasn't trusting myself. And that was part of the problem for me was because I didn't know how I wasn't. And I, I didn't know how to stand up for myself and I didn't know how to go within all those things that I have now, I didn't have then, and it was hell. Depending on, depending on someone else who does not have your best interest at heart, is that is hell. That is stress. That is not a happy place. 
and trying to pretend or and then trying to, I mean, I, I was believing he did, but then things kept showing up that show that he wasn't. And uh, not the not the crime itself, because that wasn't, you know, till I understood that till later, but there were other things and it's like this something's wrong here something's but then I didn't know what else to do because I didn't I couldn't trust myself I couldn't depend on myself because I didn't know how and so that's one of the lessons I learned with that is I need to be able to know for myself and I can ask other people and then see what they say and sometimes it may be good sometimes it may be right but what if it isn't do do you think that being able to learn like to be able to trust yourself and know like that level is it do you think you have to go through something where you have to just now fully trust yourself because there's no other options or do you think it's something that you can practice because i i think that that is something that a lot of people don't know how to do i mean i i'm one for I, i'm i a perfect example of that i didn't trust myself or be able to you know <clears throat> Not necessarily, I, I kind of stand up for myself, but in different facets, like for a long time. And, you know, I think that there's probably tons of tons and tons of people who still are struggling with that and, you know, might not ever get to that point. So, I mean, do you think it's something that you have to go through and have to just be put on the spot and like, yeah, now I have to because this is the only option I have? Or do you think there are routes people could take to, you know, practice that skill? Well, I didn't, it didn't happen overnight for me. I mean, I had to, it had to be practiced. That's kind of like the, the bike where you have the training wheels for a while and you find people in your life and it sounds like you have a mentor. You, you have a mentor because you trust that person. Yeah. And so you, there's a place you can trust and there's a place you can ask and say, I don't know what to do in this area. What do you think? And so you, that is the way you trying to do it all on your own by yourself without any it's like going from no practice to suddenly totally trusting yourself in every area that really isn't that's not plausible right you're more guessing or hoping or it's a learning process and it is it does take time and it does take learning how and it does take um having people in your life that you trust that you do trust and if you don't have those then you you find those um, and asking, this is the thing, there is, there is a universal source, there is whatever name you want to call it, there is this source out there that if you start asking and saying, I need a trusted person, I need a mentor, I need someone who I can talk to. I had in my life through that whole process, people who I could go to from the beginning. And then after, after that process, I mean, after that was the initial part was done, and I was on a new, another phase of my life. I had people come in my life that I know were no accident that I could depend on, that I that helped me, that I could lean on until I could lean on myself. I trying to just go cold turkey from from uh, not trusting at all to trust only trust. You need that. You need the journey. It does. It does take time. Right. And finding those people. And I totally trust that we each have what we each have our own connection. And you start asking for help you start asking for those to come in your life that would be the right ones that could help you on your journey you will find those people they will come into your life and it's that it is that simple because each one of us is totally and completely known and what we came to learn is known where we are in our process what's in our way that we're not seeing is known and you will have those things brought to your awareness if you ask please help me understand help me see help me where what is my passion what is it i want to do when i grow up and i 
I still ask that question. I mean, I, what do I want to do when I grow up? And I find that I get answers or I'll, I'll have somebody say something to me or I'll have something brought to my attention and the, and like people might say something to me and where I'm in the bank waiting in a line at the bank and they don't even know that I asked that question and they'll, they'll say something to me. It's like, Oh, wow, there's my answer. Thank you. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know that they were the answer, but yet we, it's, we are that, that we're that much known. And um, it's like that energy is everywhere. You can call it the quantum field, wh whatever you want to call it. That when you start doing that, you will find yourself being brought to you. Those things are going to help you and, uh, and people that will help you and ideas that will help you. And because it is a, it is a learning process and I'm where I am and I don't know, I don't know where I'm not. So someone else may come along and say, okay, I can see where you are, but you could use some help getting to this next level. Well, I don't even know that next level. Cause I'm not there yet. Right. I know where and below. And so we all, we all need the places where we, we need help and we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. I, I think, and that was perfectly put. And the reason why I wanted to ask that is to give more reinforcement to generation, my generation and the younger ones. Right. Because we we're at this point where a lot of people talk about depression and anxiety, and it's become a more outspoken topic, which is great, right? Because there are individuals who do need help. But I think at the same time, we live in this period now where everything is instant, right? We get so much instant gratification from, you know, social media to like how you can go and just live your life. Like everything is so fast paced now that I think myself included in this we lose track of like oh yeah there are processes in life that take a long time to learn how to do and i think that goes for a lot of things that my generation is struggling with is we just like we're so used to how everything is instant now you know information is instant now you know but we still have to keep that mindset that mindset of like well if i'm not happy today then I guess everything's in ruins. No, it's it's like a muscle. You have to work out to find your happiness. You have to you have to work out to find what your what will make you tick and what will wake you up every day and put you in that good mood. It can't be instant. And I think that's the main reason why I wanted to ask that question is because I, I truly believe that not enough people are taking the long approach to these to this um, desire for happiness. Yeah, I agree with that. And I was 40 years old before I really realized what I wanted to do when I grew up. And uh, it wasn't when I was 20. It wasn't when I was going to college. And it wasn't when I was 30. You know, it took me a while for that. And one solution for those people having that challenge is to go and start gardening. Hmm. You have a plan. You have a, I've, had, I've been gardening for quite a number of years. I've been involved with community garden. I've been involved with family gardens. And you have a plan and you put that, you have a plan for one year and you put that into place, but then you have longer, longer term plans and trees take a while to grow. And what do you want to go here? And sometimes when you want to do organic gardening, it takes a while, it takes several seasons for that soil to become the way you want it to, to be as you nourish it and put in the, the, the amendments. And it takes a while to really get it to where you want it to be and as you're growing that garden you might say okay now i'm going to expand a little bit and do something over here and i want to put maybe put a little park bench in here and i'm going to put a little water feature you start 
over time expanding and you see some of these beautiful yards that people have in the in neighborhoods and you ask them well how long have you been working on this well about 30 years it's taken it's 30 years to really get it to look the way it is that day and that's it does take time and looking at the long term and being being realizing that's how things that's how things work and there are things that are instant yet there are things that are really quite delicious and to eat and other that take time kimchi is a you know how long does it take to ferment how long you know have have um sourdough starters you have you have foods that sometimes they need to marinate it isn't always instant and you can go to the fast food place and quickly get a meal and get in the drive-through but how long did that meal really take to be prepared right and and you have the all the whole field of slow cooking with that are that are the chefs that are doing the slow cooking but there are those places where uh, it does take it takes year after year, and I, as far as I know, it still takes nine months to have a baby. Right. You know, that, no, that that has been sped up. You know, it's the I don't know that you'd want to. I don't think that would be very safe. But there it is. There is a quality of patience, and I noticed for myself that uh, with the social media, I find myself thinking fast or change not to. Uh, holding a thought very long and it's I have to practice I have to practice thinking long thoughts practice that meditation practice staying in a place because it's zip 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 and I got to do this call oh a text just came in oh I need to answer this email and we have these short thoughts that we get used to our brains get used to short thoughts and then we start wanting to have a long thought and we can't do it right so that's patient that's where uh, there's candle focus there's breathing techniques things that as you as you take the time to really f- practice longer thoughts, practice just being still, practice. But those, it is again, it's a practice. And I had just had this thought yesterday. It's like I need to do more of that because I'm noticing my, I am jumping with my thoughts, and I'm noticing that I'm not, I'm having a harder time with when I'm thinking of something of holding on to that. And I know it's because I've been doing i've been doing social media i know that's one reason why and it's the phone calls and texts and emails in business that you want to take care of right away so you stop what you're doing stop your thought and turn your attention to the immediate whatever that is and when you're doing the meditation when you're doing the breathing or yoga or other things you're not stopping to do that you're not stopping what you're doing and go check that you're putting it away and you're setting it aside you'll get to it in that half hour or hour whatever time and we need those practices because we it really is important to have be able to have our concentration and have those longer thoughts. But you're right, it's that instant, instant, instant. And then we have we have to wait two minutes for someone that responds to us on the text <laughs> and we're getting edgy, edgy and anxious, like, oh, where do they why are they answering? You know? And uh, it's it it a lot of this is practice. It really is. And um it's it's quite an amazing time. I I think that. 2020 was an amazing year. I think we're having an amazing life. Zoom is amazing. I know people have had tragedies and uh, I, that's who, that's who I want to help. That's who I want to be with because I, I have lost the fear of death because of the, the deaths that have happened in my family. And I know those, those beings are still around. I still have contact with them. I still have, I still can talk with them and they can talk back to me. And it's a different kind of relationship. It isn't the same but yet they're it, they're still there you know it's not hasn't they're not gone anywhere they're not 
they're not um it's like they are still there i can't even explain how i would say that they're not not in a body form yet they're still there and um i had one person was talking to me about something well i wish i could tell my dad that and i says well why don't you well he's dead well why don't you why don't you tell him you can tell him now why don't you tell him he's kind of like crossing his eyes and he would be happy to hear from you go just talk with them you don't have to go to the graveyard you don't have to go to say dad or phil or whoever it is this is what i want to tell you and you will feel if you don't hear the answer you'll feel that they are responding they hurt you'll know that they're still there they're right they're just one instant away from you if you reach out well and i think too and, like on the on the side of like just making yourself feel better about like if there is something that you always wanted to say to someone who has passed away, like, you know, getting it off your chest regardless is going to make you feel better too. That, yes. That happened to me personally. I don't want to yeah. share the experience, but you know, it, there was a, a passing in my family and there was stuff that as I grew older, I wish I could have told this individual about and like, you know, it kind of gets me a little teary eyed and I don't want to, get too deep in it but like you know i was able to say it out loud and you know whether or not he heard it like made me feel better made you feel better yeah and i when my dad passed away it was 98 uh, i was really angry with him and i didn't really um i i didn't really say goodbye to him and i was cranky and didn't really want to didn't want to talk with him and over time i i found myself um being able to like healing up and having that that experience and uh it when i started started talking to them that really was healing for me and it was healing for him he it's like he can't do anything about that how angry i am where you know now it's you know so it was very healing for both of us to be but i would when i started having those conversations and just telling him you know this and this happened and i love you and i'm glad you're my dad and i'm glad of all the experiences and it was my truth and there was a peace. I could feel a peace with him that, we, that I was at peace with him. I could tell he was at peace that I was at peace with him. But it, and it wasn't overnight. It took me. It took me a while to, for that to happen. But I, it is important to, to continue. I think it's important to continue those relationships and and talk about things with them and talk about what you're doing and share. You know, it's. I have a I have a cat that lays on my bed every night that. I can't even remember what year. In the 90s, sometime passed away. And every time I've moved, I say, okay, you're coming with me. Just make sure you come along. And there's the cat at the end of my bed again. And I have a little dog that walks behind me that passed away. That he, That's what she did when she was alive. And I could just feel her walking behind me. And she's just there. I say, come along. Don't get, come on, keep up. You know, And just, I can feel her behind me. And I love that. I love knowing that she's there. There's a love that we have that's not going to go anywhere. You know, so... Yeah. And can I pet her and can I hold her and can I do no? But it is very sweet to feel her there. Yeah. You know. And I mean, yeah, pets are pets are something. You know, that's a whole. They're important. They matter yeah. a lot. They are very know? important. I, <laughs> I I had a conversation with my fiance not too long ago about my cat, and you know, ended up breaking down because I was like, man, I just love him a lot, but. Uh, we, you did have – there is a question for you in chat, and this can kind of go – I would like the this question to then go into, like, your professional sense as far as, like, I know you started 
practicing massage, lymphatic, Reiki around the late 90s and then how that turned into a full-time career and now your own business. Um, the question is, do you know anything about crystals? I heard some stuff about um, mol molivite? Moldavite today? Moldavite, yeah. yeah. I know a little bit about them. I don't know a lot. I I like crystals. I they can really help us. They're probably you'd probably want to go to a crystal shop and understand more about that. Molivite, my understanding is that it's it's not um, naturally on the earth, and that it's something that connects you with with like UFO or uh, other things. If I'm correct, now I'm not I'm not going to say I'm totally correct. Hopefully I am, but maybe I'm not. But get books or find someone in a in a crystal shop that you can talk to and they would answer your questions and because i i like I, I like crystals i have crystals i use them i think they really can be of support with their energy and uh, knowing how to how to clear them so that when they gather energy you can clear it out but i they they are a real support and trust yourself with ones that you want that you're drawn to trust yourself that that's the right ones that you have that you want right now but there's a lot of information on the internet there's lots of books out there that you can learn about that but yeah they the crystals are really really great yeah i i haven't actually i don't know much about it myself but i do know a couple people in my life who you know swear by using them and say that it makes it has a pretty big impact on their life and you know it, it, i know that crystals specifically have a split when it comes to people's opinions you know and you and i have talked about things how people have that whole you know, yada, 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 opinion on certain things. But I, I look at crystals as this, right? People are using them and having positive impacts from them. Why argue? You know, why, why, why spend the time to say, well, this, this and that? Why argue? Let people find stuff that is helping them. Maybe it doesn't help everybody, but like, it's helping individuals so there's no reason to be rude about it because there are people who are very rude about it yes i and i um i totally agree with you and there are those most of the people that are that are that way don't really know what they're talking about and they don't have their own experience all they can go to is what their own experience is and anyone who's having a different experience must be wrong or woo woo or they're 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 too far out there whatever however you would describe that and i told we i mentioned this to you the other day that that there's a hub uh, like the hub of the wholeness of who we are and you see that as a as the as a hub of a will and the outer will you have an outer will and then you have spokes in between and all those different modalities all the different healing things maybe the western medicine there's all these different different spokes on this wheel and what's right for one person isn't right for another person right. we each of us have to find the right way and because i'm not there's other modalities out there other other emotional healing techniques that i don't use i'm not really resonating with a lot of people love those they're resonating with them they love them they're talking to me about how great they work great i'm glad you have that it isn't work it isn't something i feel drawn to and that absolutely means nothing right it means nothing i don't i can't say any judgment about that because i don't even know it and if it we each have to find our own way and i don't know why i don't resonate with it i don't i resonate with the ones i use yeah and but that's why we have so many spokes on the wheel because there's something there for everyone well and and, and to be completely transparent there was a point in my life where i was the person who was like oh crystals how silly 
until I actually started talking to individuals who use them. And they love them and they get a lot of impact from it. So I do challenge everyone who, you know, if you have a, a negative opinion on stuff like that, just go and talk to people who are in that world. Go and talk to individuals who use crystals regularly, who wear them, and just listen. Listen to what they have to say because at the core of it, if it's making them feel better, more happy, it's giving them whatever it is they're searching for, it's not a problem. You know, yeah. that, that that's the big thing. But like I said, I, I wanted to kind of get the history of where you started as far as your – because you – so for people listening – you are the owner and founder of School of Cre- the School of Creation in Utah, and you offer lymphatic massage, Reiki healing, um, hypnosis, and then there's a couple things that are under the hypnosis umbrella as well, like past life regression and a couple other things. Um, I do me- pump therapy, which yeah. is a separate reality, but I actually do that with hypnosis, so I, I don't actually have that be something as a separate thing. I do that. Usually I use that the first session of the hypnosis session. Right. So I, so that's it. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, so I'm curious, like as far, cause you've mentioned like when you were around that 28, 29 time period, but you had been interested in these forms of medicine. And then did you just decide to just dive head first and start training and practicing and learning? And then it's just kind of snowballed into a career or how did that look for you? Well, I had an interesting upbringing because my, both of my parents were from small towns in Southern Utah and they were, they did use some, um, like folklore medicines and some things on us that we would, as kids, when we need something, they'd pull out their jars of things. And so we did have that. And my father was a pharmacist. So then we had the other side of it where he had the, the, um, the, medications, the antibiotics, the things that, that he learned, the science, the science of the the, phar- the big pharma. And so I actually was exposed to both of those worlds. And it was interesting to me. It wasn't a real um, focus for me growing up, but I just noticed that there were these things that people were doing that seemed interesting to me that weren't from a doctor. And um, I was interested. I was intrigued. And when I got, it's like when you start you go to college, you get out of the house. That's when a lot of times you start exploring these things more. Well, I got married. And at that point, my husband was a, was a pre-med student looking at becoming a doctor, or at least that was his story that he told me. And I believed it at that point. Um, And he was very much into the Western medicine, very much. And that's what he, he um, supported and anything with the kids. That's what we did was that, that, um, Western medicine I always kept feeling like there were other things we could do and I couldn't have done it with him I couldn't have done it in that life and when um when things ended he was taken to prison I was looking at my life and realizing that I really didn't know who I was and didn't know what I liked didn't know what I wanted and I had to find out and I had to start exploring that and one of the things I started doing was I started going to free classes to different health food stores in the area that were offering different different kinds of modalities. People would come in and do a free class and then you could pay for the training or whatever they were offering. But I would do I was doing the free classes and I was learning a lot of things and it was really opening my eyes 
and really getting me to understand that um, there is a different way and there are there are things that that can be um, different in that Western medicine and I, I I like to stay away from that Western medicine. Yet I, there are times that it's important. I mean, I had surgery. I had things happen that was important for me to be, to be um, that I felt like in that, that I felt like I needed to do that I did, and so I'm not dissing that. I'm not saying not to do it, but I, I'm finding myself. I was finding myself more drawn to that alternative, and I became acquainted with Reiki. I wasn't really clear what it was, but it was very intriguing. I was finding myself wanting to learn it and looking for people did a number of sessions with different people and not feeling like, like, no, that's not the right person. Okay. That's not the right person. That's not the right person. And then I went to, uh, then I got a call from a friend who was offering this, uh, was doing a multi-level marketing meeting where you, you know, you invite, have a party, invite all your friends, and then um, you're going to show your product. And, and that, that's the, the Tupperware model and other models. And I was invited to that meeting and I, didn't want to go. I don't like going to things when I don't have the money. I can't, I can go and I can be excited and really want it. And then I'm not going to be able to buy it. And so I, I told them I wasn't going to go. I didn't want to do that. And then as soon as I hung up the phone, I made sure that, you know, I had the availability, but then I went and I actually got in my car and drove right over there. So that was interesting because I, you know, I have to tell her I'm not coming. And, um, I ended up being the only one that was in the meeting. I was the only one that showed up and it was very good product. I actually use the product now that, that that was then that was showed that I, I really liked it, but I didn't buy it then, but I have now I, now I have it in my, um, in my house. Um, and uh, after the demonstration, then, then this woman said, well, one of the things I have, I work for another company and one of the things I do is, is I do hypnosis and I do Reiki. And as she said that, I knew that she was the one that was to be teaching me. And then my friend told me, oh, that's why we put this meeting. We put this whole thing all together for you. And so I think that's where it's really important to listen, really important to pay attention, even if you don't totally know why you're doing something, because I didn't know why I was driving over there. I said I wasn't going to go, and yet I ended up going anyway. And uh, I did train with this woman, and she... uh, Training in Reiki, and she helped me in a lot of areas. And she was working for another company. I ended up training with Reiki. Then um, I then I uh, I'm trying to remember the timing of this. Sometimes it's hard to remember, but I did it. I did a. I needed to do something for my life. I needed to do something different than what I was doing. When I the first um, while after Mark had been put in prison, I had these four kids. Oldest was five. Youngest was six weeks. And I had to do something for money. And so I, uh, I started daycare because I, what are you going to do? How you're going to have to either have someone take care of your kids for you and pay them. And then what you, what the difference you take home or you take care of them yourself. And so I started daycare and then at night I would do sewing and I was, I was, I started making cakes and pies and things. So I was a good, my good cook. And I started doing those kinds of things. And then when I, um, when I, my youngest became uh, went to kindergarten. I started working for um, for another company, and that was it's like my sister said to me. She worked for Shopko. She said I was talking to her about needing <coughs> to find something, and she said, "Why don't you not talk to this person that's a rep here that goes around to different stores? She's not. She's quitting. Why don't you find out where she works?" 
which I did and I got the job. And I think this is where we pay attention to what people are telling us or what, you know, energies and we can know the way and I ended up getting a job, worked for them for eight years and uh, did the Reiki while I was working for that other company, did the Reiki. And, uh, and then I did, then I trained as a dental assistant and I, I did the six week training and that was really good for me. And I, I liked it. I was good at it. It gave me a lot of confidence. And then I went to my first interview to a dentist's office, first interview, all excited. And I drove in the parking lot. And the minute I drove in the parking lot, I knew this was not what I'm supposed to be doing. I am not supposed to be doing dental assisting. And I'm like, okay, now what? I have the money that I paid, paid that was paid for my training wasn't mine, you know, it was someone else's money. And I was like, now what? And as I kept asking that question, the answer that kept coming to me was massage. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. No, how, how do I do it? No, I don't. And finally, when I let go of my resistance and said, okay, I'm going to do a massage. Then I had to go and find all these different schools. And I, every time I went to a different school and saw like, it wasn't the right one. Nope, it's not this one. And it's like, there, who could this be? Who is it that, how could this be? How can I take this training? None of the schools are the right one. And one day I met a gentleman. I can't even remember how I met him or where I met him, but I met a gentleman, I was talking to him. He said to me, oh, I'm taking this massage course from this woman. And she just got, she was on the LDS mission. She just got back. She just started her practice. And it's like, oh, you go talk to her. And when I went to talk to her, like two days later or three days later, I knew she was the one. And so right there, it's like appeared, she wasn't around, couldn't find the answer because she wasn't even back yet. And I ended up being able to get a, a title loan, doing all this and things that were needed to get that put together, like boom, 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 really fast at all place. And that's one way you know it's the right thing. And I trained with her, she trained in Europe and um, I trained with lymphatic massage and lymphatic, uh, which is more, which is popular now, but I had a facial uh, from a woman that did it. She did a good job. She wasn't doing the lymphatic with it. And it makes, I could tell a difference because she wasn't doing that. She wasn't, she wasn't trained with using specifically the lymphatic techniques. And I could tell that that wasn't, that there was a, a different that, and I'm really happy that I did do that when I did the aesthetics. I don't do that. Um, so that start, that's what started. And then I, I did the, uh, I did the Reiki and then I did the massage. I was doing, I do my day job and did my evening, did my other job evenings and on weekends I would do massages and get practice. I'd take the course, then I had to start to do a hundred massages after and you start getting each time you get better and better. And for a while I did it in my, um, in my house, which was really interesting with four teenagers, but I, I, you do what you do with what you have. And, uh, and I kept feeling like I needed to start my own business. I kept feeling that, do I need to start my own business? I thought it's like, this had this feeling to do that. And I was asking my friend, what do you think? And she didn't give me any answers, which is actually good. You need to find your own answers. But, um, but I would, I could talk with her about it and that helped me. It was a sounding board. And January 1st, she, uh, I got a phone call that said, oh, our company no, is no longer, you are now have no job. And because of that energy, because of the, the focus I'd had with that, I knew that I was going to not get another job. And so I'm going to figure this out, find a way. And I ended up, uh, renting space from a, a, a massage therapist that I could have part of her space and it wasn't very much money. And I, I started there and for one year I did that. And then I got invited to 
be with this other this other this woman my reiki person that was my reiki trainer i ended up going into business with her in that company and then we ended up starting our own business together in 1999 and we were in business together until uh, until last year when when i decided i wanted to go on my own and uh and we ended up dissolving that dissolving that company and and it was time it was time for me to be to be on my own so that's basically how it was and when i joined with her in 1999 she knew hypnosis she i needed she kept telling me you need to train you need to train and i thought I asked her one day, it's like, you're not going to leave me alone, are you? You're not going to leave me alone. And, and uh, she says, no. And I was like, okay, well, I might as well go do this because, uh, because you're, you're not going to let me alone if I don't. And I, uh, I was a little hesitant. Hypnosis is something there's a lot of myths about, a lot of uh, things that, that people get fearful. And I, was, I had, was in all those other places, and I had to learn the truth about hypnosis. <clears throat> and so I did the training and I thought, well, I'm doing massage. I probably won't be doing hypnosis very often. Um, I'll just, uh, but I'll, I'll just use it maybe for help someone relax when they're on the massage table or I'll just, I probably won't do much with this. And uh, her son was working with our company and he was the one doing the hypnosis and um, he'd been trained and practiced and he, he was a good hypnotist. And, but one day he and his mom had a fight and he left never to return. <laughs> And uh, I, I would go to work until five. I'd come home at five and then go back at seven for evening appointments. So I, would, I could have dinner with my kids and kind of sort out what's happening with them through the day. And because uh, I had four teenagers at that time. And uh, I went, she called me and said, he's gone. We have a paid appointment. Can you come over and do this? And I'm like, oh, dang. It's like, I would say, oh, shit. But I don't, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have used that word then. But that's what it was. <laughs> Oh no, now what? And I said, yes, I'll do this. And this is part of the process. If you're willing to step into things that feel scary or you don't know what's going to happen, you have to be willing to do that. And I just thought, well, oh, there's no one else. Okay, I'll see. And I don't know that that appointment was really that good of an appointment with that person. But uh, after that, I began to learn and I began to practice with clients. And some of the clients didn't know they were guinea pigs when they were coming in. <laughs> I learned, I really learned and I learned one, I learned I was good at Reiki. I knew how to do that and I could do it well. I learned, and I didn't know that before. I learned that I was really good at massage and I was had low confidence. It was hard and scary. I'd come home from the class crying sometimes, but I'd remember that this feeling of why I was going and then I'd keep going and I found out I was really good. I had the teacher tell me that my massage was the best massage she'd ever had from a student. How That was like an amazing compliment. And I'm just like, what? How did that? How did that happen? And uh, and I was good at it. And when I did started doing the hypnosis, I found out I was good at it. And it was a really amazing. And if I had been left on my own and just to to find hypnosis, to find to be put in that place of stepping up, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't if I hadn't had the push. If I wouldn't have had that incentive, someone else w with me that was helping me to step into places where I was, I wouldn't have done, gone, I wouldn't have done it. So I, so for her, I'm very grateful that she was in my life and I know there was no accident that she was in my life. And I, each one of us has that journey. Each one of us has, has their angels or guides, whatever you want to call them. There are that, those beings that are helping us to find our way, helping us to turn on the right side of the street, helping us to, to go to, to, be where we need to be, find, helping us to realize where, what it is. And maybe that first step, maybe that first step, sorry, my phone's ringing. 
um, maybe that first step isn't um, where you need to be, but maybe it's going to get you where you need to be. Maybe it's the first step, then the next step is where the, or down the road is where you need to be. And really being able to listen and trust that and learning how to trust that uh, process. And from then on, it's like, now I'm in my own business, starting it, starting it. I mean, I decided in January, I, well, I thought about it like three years ago, but I started it in January and then registered in February. And then by March, you know, it was like, what's going on now? And then officially opening in April. And then I couldn't even do it for April and May. Couldn't even be open. And so it, you just don't ever know how it's going to be. Yet yeah, June started and Zoom started. June and Zoom started. <laughs> and I, it's like, people talk about this dismal 2020. And it's like, where was I? I didn't experience dismal 2020. I, I had a grand time. And uh, I don't like the mask. I mean, there's certain things I don't like about it. But uh it's it was i just thought it was really great and i didn't have the i didn't have the the deaths in my family i mean i didn't have some of those things yet i you know if someone is really having a tough time i let, let me help you you know let's get you having a good time let's get you having having fun in your life even with with the hard things that are going on and my life isn't this it isn't a smooth line i have stresses i have intensities i have um things coming up that are hard or that I don't want to deal with and that, that I have to do. And um, I'm no different than anybody else, but I have a vision. I'm excited about my life. I, I'm excited to go to work every day and I have problems I need to solve. I've got a couple of people that want me to do. One wants me to create a recording. I got to figure out how to do that. I have this technology that I've got to figure out how to conquer and yeah, it's fun. It's like how awesome. And then I know I'm helping people, but there's something, everyone has a place. Everyone has a plan. You, there were decisions made before you came. There's something here for you. Everyone has a something, whether it's a paid job or a business or something that you just do because you like to for people. And, and uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have any form. Everyone has it. Everyone's getting help. No one's left out. Everyone has talents. Everyone has gifts. Everyone has has something that they're really good for everyone has passions and the soul those are things it's just finding it it's just finding it and uh, that young woman sitting on the floor crying being alone without with their husband in prison and wondering what that heck's going to happen to me and what's what's going to happen and i knew i had to get up every day and take care of these kids i mean they i wasn't going to not do that but i didn't know and i didn't know who i was and what i was going to do and now it's like now look wow right <laughs> but, See this i didn't see this back then i had to do that one step it's like that uh that uh, um indiana jones show where he has to step out mm. and he did only but he has to have that faith and make that step and then there's that bridge that's kind of that's what we need to be it's like be we step out that one place we can step and then another place will show up and then another place will show up we aren't necessarily given the whole way but you have to have that faith you have to have that trust and it, it's learned i mean it's it's innate, but it's also that practice and learning and how to do that. And hey, if I can help you, I'm happy to do that. I would love to do that. That's that rings my chimes when I can help someone <laughs> with that, you know. And that's what I'm here to do. So I would love to help anyone who who could use that. But but you also have your own resources, and maybe there's other people that you need to go to that for help. It's that you that they you know go to them, and I'm happy for you and. If someone comes into my my business and I'm not the right one for them, I have many resources that I'll send you. I'll send you to the, to the person that feels right to me, and 
I'm not, I'm not the be end, be all end all of everything. And if there's a different, yeah, different place you need to go or someone who specializes a different way, I don't know, I'll, I'll give you their name and you can go call them. Right. I mean, fascinating and inspiring. I think that last little bit was because I do want to point out that I think it's very interesting that early on you were very, doing a lot of very entrepreneurial stuff, own daycare, making pies, you know, cooking, <laughs> selling, like all that. That's like the lifestyle that you're living now. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's cool to see how that has always progressed. Like, cause I, you know, you had that moment where you drove up to the dental, the dental company and you're like, Nope, this isn't nope. it. This isn't it. So, I, and I wonder if like mentally you just knew like, or whatever it was that was guiding you, like, was just like, you need to be the one who's in charge of what you're doing. And, you know, we're, and when you opened up the, from 99 to, you know, last year, you know, you're partners, you're owning a company, you were doing, you were an entrepreneur at that point too. So like, it's just, yeah. It, it, it's fascinating. And I think that, you know, with all the past that is, you know, now out and people can watch the documentary if they choose to and, you know, see what you had to go through. Like the fact that, like we said early on, the fact that you are where you are now is it, it's beyond inspiring. And I really think that if anyone is listening or who watches this later on or comes across Dory one way or the other, like, take the time, take the time to get to know her because like, there's not individuals who are going to be as genuine and helpful. Like, I mean, she just told you like she wants to help you, but if she can't, she's going to give you someone that can help like that. That doesn't happen in business. That doesn't happen in a lot of places. That's, that's people that's genuine care for other individuals. Well, thank you. And that is my truth. And it's interesting because when I was in high school, we had to take a test. What are we good at? And I was good at, I came up as a farmer. It's like, that, that was the mm -hmm. ideal professional farmer. And I remember looking at my fellow people who farmer, farmer. And now, later it was identified that that farmer, it wasn't the word used then, but entrepreneur would have been the same. It's like, the, what does a farmer do? They have all these different things they have to, to do, all these different areas they have to do to put together a whole, whole, a whole um, life all these different areas, they need, they need to know different places and different things. And that makes sense now. It's like, wow, that is what I was. And I have, my parents uh, were from a small town and then they moved to the big city and um, my dad worked for other people. And, uh, but my grandparents were farmers, mm. they were ranchers. They, they did, they lived that life. And I think, well, maybe it's in my genes. You know, they, they grew tree, they had trees, uh, fruit trees. They would, they would sell fruit trees and they do, one uncle was a sheep herder and they would do all these different things at different times of year and for to raise the money and i think maybe that's i'm kicking after them but that's interesting when i realized later that farmer wasn't about owning a farm it was about being able to do all kinds of different things because that's what farmers have to do and well, that entrepreneur actually the right name and so that was like wow that really fit me when i was puzzled and didn't know what to do with it and it actually fit because that that is, that is what I am. And that was great to know. And I didn't know that. And the only reason I didn't go get a regular job is I didn't fit in the box. Right. I couldn't fit in the box. I couldn't, I mean, I was wanting to do that. And I was trying, that was, that's the secure way you get the benefits. That's what you want to do and blah, 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 how secure everything is. And I didn't fit in the box of that. And I couldn't go there. And so 
I just totally just gave that up, you know. Well, I'd worked for the other company for a while, but it's like, you know, it's I'm not fitting. I just need to do something else. And what can I do? And, and what's a bummer is I think that there's a lot of people who would agree with you, like have that sentiment of like, I just don't fit in this this normal ideology of like, hey, I go and work for this company and get my benefits and all that because I'm one of those people, 100%. I have bounced around from different jobs from, you know, fast food to manufacturing to all different like facets. And, you know, some people think it's – some people look at that as a negative. They're like, well, why can't you – why don't you stay at a job for a long time? Like has nothing to do with the fact that the job isn't paying well, or I can't do it. It's cause I'm not, it wasn't for me. And I've always wondered why like our society is like, Oh, well, if you can't keep a job for five years, that doesn't look good on a resume. It's like, well, yeah, but do you, did you ask why I left? <laughs> like, did you, did I, do you care that it just like, it didn't make me happy and I didn't like, I'm not going to continue to live my life unhappy. Like, it's just a weird thing that we have still in society, like the whole, you know, not being it, like frowned upon to bounce around jobs and try and find what makes you happy. And then long and behold, the entrepreneurial lifestyle is what also makes me happy because it's, yeah. it's all on me. You know, if I like a farmer, I think there is no more difficult entrepreneur than a farmer just because if they don't <laughs> wake up and do those things, their whole entire money could be ruin like for me like if i if i wake up one day and i'm like you know i could kind of slack off like well i can make it up tomorrow farmer does that that could be the whole entire harvest gone that day yeah and they could even do everything the right way and then have it gone anyway yeah. and that is a tough life um but i look at you as saying well you're trying on different coats that's what i see and there were a lot of people in the past who did the nine to five job who did for the benefit who did the way that society told them and they were so unhappy lived their whole life at this job that they really didn't like and they never ventured out they never did because that was such much more um pressure mm -hmm. like now there's not it there is more out of the box and uh yeah it doesn't look good on a resume or maybe it does i'm trying on different coats i'm finding out who i am yeah yeah and, and to know? be honest if i if I were to apply somewhere and they're like, oh, we don't like that, then guess what? That's definitely not the fit for me. Not the right and, size. <laughs> and that's a challenge for employee employers because they used to be able to depend on someone staying for a certain amount of time. And now they have a higher turnover because people are like, no, I try and I tried that code on. I'm done. And they're like, wait, stay longer. Right. <laughs> because of that, I think it's great to be able to say, I don't have to stay here. If I if I'm not liking, it, I don't have to stay here. And sometimes, um, if you did stay there, maybe you would. It's like sometimes there is a thing with um, with having it be there long enough to really see. And I'm not saying anything about a should to you. I know that I was hearing the other day about BNI, which is a networking group that I'm in, and they were saying that that the first year there's like 50 50 percent of people that would quit that after the first year. Well, I have been in it for a year now, and I didn't. Like I didn't do that well with it because I was learning how. And right now at the end of that year, it's like things are starting to happen. And then they said, well, by the time two years are over, it's like 97% of people stay. And so they, you, you gave it the time. And so there's two sides to this. One, not staying because it's, it's okay, I don't, I'm not like it. I'm not happy and saying, okay, or, you know, I'm going to give it this much time and see what maybe it, I'll 
maybe it will click, maybe it'll fit, maybe we'll fit together. So I think looking at both sides of that is really important. And because uh, there is that patience, there is that, that area. And you're 26, you're not 40. I think you have plenty of time to decide. <laughs> right. And I, I think I'm it's, not, I... well, I think it's important to set those boundaries for yourself too. Like, you know, if you identify that something doesn't make you happy or you just don't see the long-term picture or whatever that is, like setting those boundaries of like, well, you know, maybe in six months, if I'm still feeling the same way, maybe it's time or yeah. you know, a year or two years or whatever that looks like for each individual. But, you know, it's definitely the more you become self-aware with your, with who you are and what you desire, like we talked about at the beginning of this, like that's when those decisions become a little bit easier. Like, you know, if you're working that nine to five and every day you wake up and you're like, man, I wish that I didn't have to do this. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a breaking point of either you you deal with it and just live your life that way and try and find happiness otherwere, or you make a change. Yes. And with my massage training, I was very unhappy in that every day. Yeah. It was hard. And my, because I knew it was no accident. I was there. I knew all the things that happened to get me there. I was able to hang in there. So sometimes it's that it's where, because you know, you have that feeling or, you know, or you have that, that answer inside you, that this is the right place for me. And I think that is also important. And that even though this is the right place, it may not be in the moment you're happy, but as you stick it out. So there, there, that goes back again to knowing why am I in this job? Why am I doing this? Why am I here? Is this the right place for me? And if you can find those answers for yourself, then that difficult time, you can hang in there and, and go through that and stay. Or if it isn't, then what do I need to learn? What do I, how long do I need to stay here? And then I will be on my way. So I, there still is that place where learning how to check inside is really important so that you know you are where you need to be. Right. No, I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, like we mentioned too, that is a practice and it takes a lot of time yeah. and, you know, just hearkening back, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta really practice. <laughs> getting to know yourself and i think meditation is a good first step to gratitude and all of that like it's there's plenty of resources now available to us that we could do in our homes that we can do every single day that are going to strengthen those bonds with yourself you know it's i always i always use the analogy it's like a muscle right if you go to the gym the first day and you try and lift the biggest dumbbell you're not going to be able to do it but if you start with a lower dumbbell and work on it for two, three years, you might be there. You might be able to do that. And, you know, nothing happens overnight. It's just the hard reality. Yeah, it's, yeah, that is, that is, that is what it is. It does take the time. There's, I mean, meditation's a good one. Breath work, a lot of people who do breath work. Um, yoga is really good. There are those, there are things out there, I agree, that you can do online or you can do it by yourself or you can go in person. And right now, a lot of things are opening up where more in-person is going to be happening. And it's like finding what you look at it. And it's like that brings, I have more interest in that than this. There's some, there's more energy with that one than the other. And it's kind of the same way with looking at a crystal. You look, you look at different crystals and this is one I'm finding myself looking at more. And this is one that I'm, ah, it just doesn't even matter to me. So you know that that crystal that you're looking at more is the one that you need to be buying for yourself. It's kind of that same thing. And you find the right person or the right class or the right place to go that help you to have those, have those longer thoughts. I definitely need more practice now, but having those longer <laughs> thoughts, having the, that you're going into that place 
of peace and you're letting all the linear go for a short while. And that those are the that is a really good way to find to find that's a really good way to find your way. It really is. Right. Well, and uh, believe it or not, we have been going for an hour and a half already. <laughs> it, it seems like ten minutes. <laughs> right, and that that's my favorite part about you know doing this type of stuff. You know, regardless of viewership or who listens or who says what, like individuals who can really get and and I challenge this is my challenge for everyone this week, like sit down with someone whether you know them a lot or you don't they're either an old friend or a new friend or someone who you've never even talked to before try and have like an hour conversation with them a genuine conversation with them for an hour because not only are you going to realize how fast time flies but you gain a lot from other people's experiences and you gain things that you can implement into your life that i think can happen. that's how i feel about you like i We've been talking for four, three, four weeks now, you know, and usually half the time it's about life and what's going on in our world. And, you know, what started out as a connect Utah, which for those of you who listen outside of Utah or outside of the business world, it's like a networking service. It's like a networking group. We, we communicated on there with plans of like helping each other out, like getting to know social media. I wanted to get a lymphatic massage from her and next thing you know we're talking about life and you know our our pursues and who we are and four or five weeks later we just had an hour and a half conversation and it feels like it was 10 minutes so like you never really (laughs) know who you're going to meet and who will have an impact on you and you know i i just challenge everyone to go and do that Well, that's awesome. I find a lot of joy in talking to you. I, it's Thank very, you. it's very enjoyable. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, well, how about this for for tonight? Let's go ahead and close off the show. But I want to, I want to give you some additional time to kind of give, um, where people can find you as far as either your websites and different things like that, and then. Do give yourself like the best sales pitch you can do, I guess you could say. For those who (laughs) just be you, because people are gonna love you regardless. And and for those of you who are listening, go show some love over to her and her her business. Okay. Well, I'm Dory Olds, the creation coach with the School of Creation, and I do Reiki and hypnosis and lymphatic massage, helping you to be the creator, creatrix of your own life having creating the life that you came to have because you had a life you came to have that's what i do and uh i my website is schoolofcreationutah.com and i have a phone number it's 801-674-7329 that's for my business and i have a, a email right now um i will be changing it but for right now it's dory olds my name dory o d-o-r-i-e-o designs D-E-S-I-G-N-S dot com. And that's my email. And I would love to have you contact me. I'd love to set up a consultation. That's what I usually do first is just do a free consultation and see how I can help you if I'm the right one for you. And if that's true, then we can decide what what things you'd like to learn. I do I teach Reiki, I do Reiki sessions, I do lymphatic massage, I do hypnosis for a lot of different areas. I'm really good at smoking and weight loss and sports. I love doing sports academics i do a lot of testing we have a 
medical school here and I do a lot of hypnosis for medical school students taking their boards. I work with children and I, I have a really good time. <laughs> yep. And, and, and I'm uh, a customer of hers or a client, whichever word you guys prefer. I did get a lymphatic massage from her and I do plan on getting more in the future. So for a testimonial, there you guys go. Um, I do want to thank you for your time, Dory. I, I, and I'm super excited to see what happens, you know, in the, in the future with us. And, you know, you're always welcome back on, on here. If you have time, if you ever have the desire to want to chat it up more, you're, the door is always open. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think we'll always have something to talk about. I think. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then for everyone else listening, thank you guys very much for hanging out with us and, you know, joining in the conversation. If you have something you'd like us to talk about in the future, feel free to drop it in the comments. And then if you're here for the start, you guys know that we're finally sponsored. We've been sponsored for a month through Hepius Med, and then we are also sponsored by Dark Prime Collectibles now. Um, I just want to thank those two, those two companies very much for uh, reaching out and, um, you know, being a part of the show. So thank you guys again, everyone for listening and we will catch you next week on Friday at 6 PM. Take care. See you later. <laughs>